My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 52 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. You know, we should probably uh, spice up the beginning at some random episode just to make sure that people know who we really are. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Angela will, doing that will be same... Edwin, I will be Angela, and Edwin will... <laughs> We've been doing that same exact intro for the past, what, 52, three plus years now? Three years? Doing <laughs> years? Three years? Years? Dude, how, how, we've had 52 episodes. 52, three plus years. Years. <laughs> okay, long? Uh, I don't know. Please how, note I don't to, remember. to the audience, I, we're, not, we're not that old. The 20, <laughs> 2018 been, is when we started this. We've been doing it since episode, like, probably. One. Not, well. Yeah, it's episode one. It's, mm, Similar to episode one. It, it has had a minor adjustment. I think it had a minor adjustment at like episode three. Or maybe four. I'm going to... I'm Early gonna, episode. Okay, so I'm going to cue a dream jingle sequence and reference back. Oh, please do. <laughs> I can hear that dream jingle now. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, Angela, what's up? What have you been up to? Oh, gosh. All right. I found a music project that I quite enjoy the sound of a lot. I, I like it a lot. It's called Miracle of Sound. Okay. Um, Tell us about... Yeah. yeah. Um, Mi- Miracle of Sound is actually a project from a fellow called... I'm going to mispronounce his name. Uh Gavin Dune. Um, he is an Irish indie musician. And okay. Miracle of Sound, uh, it rocks a whole lot of songs across many genres. Like, um, it, it does some video game style music, rock, pop, uh, electronic, hard rock, heavy metal, alternative rock, dubstep, jazz, doo-wop. And some more historic sounds as well. It, it, it goes across several genres. Oh my goodness, it is so good. Huh. Okay, so here's the question. Where can we find this? Um, I've been listening to them on Spotify. Spotify. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they're on several uh, different platforms. But, oh gosh, it's so good. They have a website. Um, he's got a website. www. Miracleofsound.rocks. Um, they've got a YouTube channel, Miracle of Sound, on YouTube. Um, oh wow, they've got a five hundred fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Apparently. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh. But yeah, there's there's a lot of different things in there that I just love it. What's your so favorite? Happy. What's your favorite song of theirs? Okay, uh, there's a lot of songs I really, really like. Um, one of my if you could f- recommend one. <laughs> if I could recommend one, um, I actually particularly like a song that's called 
Um, I think the song is called No One. Okay. Um, okay, it's it's really unique, and I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. It's hard to categorize which genre that one is, but it's it's a really good song, and I really like it a lot. Well, thank you for the song <laughs> recommendation, Angela. <laughs> yeah, I oh God. yeah, I, I I have a lot of songs on there that I really, really like, so it's hard to recommend just one. <laughs> but yeah, no one is a really, really good song and I really, really like it. Awesome. Who are these people again? I mean, how do we know? Uh these ones I found them on Spotify or well, some a friend of mine. Um, actually, Dustin, the head writer of the Graveyard Tapes, he introduced me to it uh, while he was looking for songs. It's basically kind of, you know, behind-the-scenes theme songs for different characters. And so he he offered up a couple songs as theme songs for some characters. One of them happened to be a uh, Miracle of Sound song, and I fell in love with the group, and I was decided to listen to more of their stuff and found so many different genres and just like uh, insta fan what was that song called that song was digital shadow digital shadow digital shadow was the first okay, song so i heard i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this just for this little taste because i have no idea who these people are and okay i'm just gonna pick a random one here uh. Okay. Before. So there's a little taste. These are just tastes. Oh, oh. Samplers. Get, get the beginning of uh, Valhalla calling me, or I think it's just called Valhalla. 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 Oh, look at that. It's the first one on this. That's enough. All right. There's <laughs> <laughs> lots of different genres. Yeah. And oh, I love them so much. It's, okay. it's, it's such good music. I love okay, it. Okay. So basically, Keen is out. No, no, Miracle no. I still love Keen. I still love Keen. <laughs> okay. But Miracle of Sound is just... It, it, it scratches that musical itch, you know? Like, <laughs> if you've got an itch for a particular genre... You just need to find one of their songs, and you're probably gonna get it. I don't think they really have much emo stuff going on, but yeah, I know Kina's emo. Kina's so emo, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> no, I get it because I, I sometimes I feel like listening to gangster rap, even though some people might frown on that, but I don't really care because sometimes <laughs> I just feel like listening to rolling down the street, you know, drinking my juice listening to the gangster rap <laughs> so there it is <laughs> and no that was not a that wasn't a, that a was euphemism a, for anything that Just... that was a near quote of some lyrics <laughs> sipping sipping some orange juice there it is. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right hey edwin what have you been up to um you know what i've been so busy at work and i actually had to I moved the entire studio again <laughs> because 
my office is so cramped that I was starting to destroy stuff in there. So once you start destroying stuff in your office, you have to like make it a little looser, right? But that's not the biggest news that I have because this week, Microsoft just announced Windows 11. That's right. I thought Windows 10 was going to be the be all end all, right? No, they were, they were planning Windows 11. And I know that the IT community sort of already had like, like, you know, a whiff of this. Like there was an aroma in the air that something like this was coming down and they just announced it. And I think it's going to make the IT, the IT departments all over the world a little insane because it's different and i think they have finally did away with every it person saving grace control panel i think it's gone so there's going to be a learning curve and i've already seen a couple of it guys get downloading the the uh the preview uh, the preview edition of Windows 11 to poke around, trying to figure it out, getting that, you know, getting, figuring out what the nooks and crannies are because that's the industry. But it looks pretty stable. It looks pretty good. It's nice and neat. It's got curves. And it, they were thinking about, you could tell that they were thinking about COVID because it's specifically sort of, they were thinking about the person who works from home. I just hope that it makes the IT department out there better, you know, give it a little bit more convenience of trying to assist people who are working from home. Because for the past year and a half, that's been the headache. Mm. Trying to do, you know, IT troubleshooting from people's you know for people those for those who work at home so i'm i'm going to download it here in probably sometime next week i'm trying to find the preview candidate for it so i can start poking around it looks really nice it looks like it's, it's it kind of looks like mac os like there's a little bar down there and it's in the middle and the bottom like a like a launch pad mm, okay. so it's uh <laughs> But what I've been hearing, it's very stable. Even the preview candidate's very stable. And apparently gamers are going to like it. But here's the one thing, though, that I am very... I'm sort of like, I wonder how that's going to be. You can run Android apps right in Windows. They're using something called uh, Intel Bridge Technology, which I have no idea. I think that's just a marketing term. Nobody knows exactly what that is. So I'll be interested to see what that looks like. But it looks like they were making... Uh, they were showing uh, Android apps like you would see in your phone right on Windows. So... Hmm. Okay. It'll be it'll be definitely interesting, but... That's uh, that's what came out. I'm, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Just the preview candidate and see what's... What it looks like. It is going to be before the holidays of, of this year. That it's going to be officially released. And it's going to be a free upgrade. So. 
you're not gonna have to go spend like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks to get this they're gonna make it free for anybody who's got windows 10 so be that as it huh. may you know i would say give it a test run you know look at the forums make sure you're ready for it because it's gonna be a learning curve uh, here's the question you said it's free for anybody with windows 10 um if there's anybody out there who's still on windows 8 or heaven forbid vista is it going to be free for them or not so much probably not and if you're on vista get off vista <laughs> i like vista too i kind of like vista because they had the the uh the widgets on the side which they're bringing back in a different way in windows 11 by the way i'm kind of glad about that but unless you're like me who need to run windows xp because you just have a nostalgia for really old games that only they can only run on windows xp don't run these old os's <laughs> if you're on vista in even windows 7 windows 7 lost support what like two years ago <laughs> you know get off it <laughs> so get with the times it's not it's not that you get with the times it's just that i you know i want you to be safe in the world that is the internet because it's the wild west in digital form quite quite a wild west so be safe protect yourself update your os thing that's, <laughs> that's your uh the more you know sort of public. or thank you thank you for coming to edwin's ted talk uh yeah that your ted talk i and i'm not talking about you linux people there i'm a linux guy you know in my you know sometimes i'm a linux guy but you guys can do whatever the heck you want all right and, <laughs> so. and all right so pam i'm so what have you been up to? I'm, before I change the subject, I'm such a dork. I just checked my laptop, which I got not too long ago. I had to check, double check which operating system it was. Thankfully, it's Windows 10 Pro. I'm good. <laughs> hey, you got um, Windows 10 Pro. That means that you can uh, you can join a domain. If yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to run get, a server don't, and go don't on scare a domain? Me with all this all this computer talk. I, I don't <laughs> know kidding. any. I don't know as much as you guys. <laughs> Um, okay, so so An Angela, you asked me a question. Yes, um, what have you been up to? <laughs> you know, just lately, uh, my work has been pick picking up, and I just lately I've been going, just going home, <laughs> eating dinner, and then just crashing afterward. It's just been that hectic. However, last weekend we um, we had our our as in me and my husband have our own D&D campaign going on. Yes. I, I do not do Okay, so so the one thing about D&D, &D, playing D&D &D, is that there are those very good times that are just so memorable. Like everything happening was just magic. And I don't mean because it's D&D, &D, like wizards and everything. I mean like this is good. Like this is a very good, a very good session. session. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I love it those is, magical sessions. And it is to the expense of our DM. <laughs> and the this is this is my husband's. My husband is DMing this game. So Jeff is Jeff is the DM. 
Yes. So it's me, uh, a couple of friends, and then his younger sister. His younger sister is very new to the game. In fact, she's the one that has the least experience, but mm -hmm. she loves she loves playing it. She's learning as she plays it. Um, she is also the most charismatic. She is the bard. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could just imagine just a quiet DM like my husband, and he's trying to explain what is going on, and here's his younger sister, very energetic, it can sometimes lose concentration. It's okay. But it just makes the moment that much magical. And I've captured some instances of that magic on my Twitter. Uh, if anyone is interested in At checking it out, I will one. not... I will not go into great detail without uh, about it because it's just an interesting. <laughs> it's interesting all by itself, but just watching my husband just argue with his younger sister, <laughs> and there are times when I don't know if it's a DM and a player, or is it a brother and sister kind of thing. It could be both, and maybe both. <laughs> But regardless, I mean, there were there were instances. My favorite was actually when my uh, when my character, she's a, she's the paladin, of course, <laughs> playing another paladin. Tank, um, tank for life. The, but this paladin, unlike my dwarf, she is a dragonborn. She's very serious, and she doesn't talk much because she's not very social. She usually keeps to her herself, but she will. She shows that she does care. In other ways, she will help out. Um, but she was in charge of a sending stone. For mm -hmm. those that don't know what a sending stone is, think of it as like a magical version of a cell phone. Or a walkie-talkie. Or a walkie-talkie. Um, but so, but I played this as if she was like very not techie savvy. Less techie than I am. <laughs> so... When the sending stone was activated, and usually, usually when a message comes through, with it, it like warms, it like warms or something like that. It's the DM's call. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was looking at this stone. She doesn't know how to activate it, and so, and seriously, I, this was my first time dealing with a sending stone as a player. So here I am, trying to role play. And also, not knowing what I'm doing, <laughs> the paladin goes, Hello, <laughs> DM in character on the other side of the stone says, Hi. <laughs> she, she, she wonderfully plays, New stone, who's this? <laughs> New stone, who this? <laughs> New stone, And we had, and the whole entire group had to stop for like a couple minutes because we were all laughing. We were broken at that point. <laughs> I, that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. It was totally improv. I was like, oh, wow, that was magical. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a conversation that actually went back and forth, an actual conversation. And then when it came to the end of it, uh, I was like, okay, how do I end this? Oh, well, 
here, I'll end it for you. And then the stone cools. What the DM failed to tell me was that in order to activate the stone, if, if my character were to call the other character, I would just say need to say hello. <laughs> so without knowing that, my character said hello. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, I guess that's done. And then the other character was like, hi, you called again? I'm like, no, I didn't mean to call again. And he's like, how do I end it? Just say bye. I'm like, bye. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that. Like, it's like, hold on. Uh, who's, uh, 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 it's I, like... I, I, I can't hear you. Can, can you hear me? Uh, that, I think our signal is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. There are many other quotable ones. I did take a couple pictures of the DM face palming himself. <laughs> I saw that on Twit on the Twitter. Yeah, I was I like, oh wow, there. hold on, hold on a second. I need to tweet about this. Yeah. So I love that. I just love that moment. <laughs> so yeah. There may be there may be other stories coming up that we might pick up, maybe, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I got something to talk about here oh, in please. our next segment. Oh, please, please. Uh, we'll shut up and listen. Okay. That is the purpose of this meeting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. So, I read this on Axios, and I think this is kind of a major fail. Um, I, hold on, I'm gonna, I want to try to find that um, article. But what basically it was it was a game, uh, a game um, release event. Uh huh. And I'm just gonna hold on. You're bringing Taxa up the article? Monster sales, Taxa Monster Sales. Well, yeah, I want to bring it up because... Better to have the information right in yeah, front of you. Yeah, so this was an Axios game. This came out just like... I saw this, this yesterday. And it was a... It was a extreme military counterterrorism training as part of a promotional event for a video uh -oh. game. Um that sparked a lot of conversation on the internet about how the industry um, pretty much not really like, you know, pretty much like in this article says dehumanizes and glorifies violence against Middle Easterners. Okay. And okay. <laughs> He had there was a there was a bunch of writers and YouTubers, right? And the the game is called Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts Two. So apparently there's a Contracts One. And the whole thing was was basically an event to show you know and they had like they had like a a stereotype Middle Eastern, uh -oh. um, you know, like huts and stuff and it kind of looks like it kind of looked like 
like a stereotypical like Middle Eastern arena. Uh-oh. <laughs> and and uh it wasn't making anything look good in terms of like how they were portraying like you know like the Islamic people in in uh in the world or even what's going on with you know the Israel Palestinian thing mm-hmm. it was just not they it, just they just weren't like it was tone deaf it was basically. tone deaf yes and it was just a major fail all the youtubers were like what is going on oh man and and it was <clears throat> it, it caused a little bit of a of a a rift between like what you know game studios are doing to promote their stuff versus you know and the games themselves and how it's portraying um cultures and mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where you know what we're seeing in terms of like uh, trying to be more inclusive and being more sensitive to to you know cultures of the world it's almost like the gaming industry is playing catch up and trying you know and they're just not there yet and it this whole thing was pretty much put that center display Hmm. so and there was a certain flag that was flying there too Uh i'm not gonna get into it but there was a certain flag that was flying there too use your imagination (laughs) okay Okay. so yeah it it happened and you can read it on axios gaming it's i think it was released yesterday on the 24th so give it a give it a yeah, you know, a read through, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not. It wasn't good. It was a lot of the YouTubers and the and the writers just saying it was just an epic fail on, yeah. on the promotion of the game. Yeah, someone's probably getting fired. Yeah. So, yep. anyways, yeah, let's. Um, you know, I'm I'm for one. I'm a very big, uh, you know, you know, first person shooter shoot 'em up games. And you, you you like your your uh, army yeah. guy save the world games? Yeah, one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, games is Counter Strike. You know, I play the crap out of Counter Strike, and you know, and you know that's basically if anybody has never played Counter Strike, doesn't really put a good light on you know on Middle Easterners as well, or even have that F you know. Of the... Uh, of the steppes of Asia, as it were, because yeah. it was released during, you know, the Iraq War and the Afghan War. So. So it it was going on current events, but it it failed to use sensitivity on them. Well, it's a shoot. There wasn't much. If anybody's played Counter Strike, there's not much of a storyline. It's basically Team A, Team B. In an arena, shooting each other until someone wins. You know, whether it's team win, capture the flag, or, or you know, last man standing, whatever. It's just, 
know, it is what it is. There's no storyline behind it. It just, you need to find a good guy and a bad guy. You know, and that sort of thing. And you can play the bad guy, whatever that means. Right? <laughs> so, anyways. Well, you know, and, and, and there is the one, uh, the one uh, philosophy that every villain is a hero in their own eyes. Yep. So, you know, yeah. And that, I mean, it, it, you know, it, culturally speaking and historically speaking, that whether, you know, the, the, the perception between good and evil is pretty much, you know, in the eye of, you know, the people who are whatever side. Yeah, it's, so, it's kind of, you know, history is in the, on the side of whoever writes it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about. All right. So let's let's go on a, a lighter note and talk about some food. Food. That's a food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. I do enjoy me some. Uh, food talk all right so last episode we we were challenged okay i challenged everybody to find a summer potato dish (laughs) potatoes 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 mash them boil them stick them in a stew um (laughs) boil them mash them boil them mash them boil them mash them stick in a stew where does that come from? Oh, there's actually an, an old YouTube video where someone took that little bit and other little lines oh. <laughs> and mashed them into a song of sorts. How am I not surprised? Is it the same is it the same person that did They're taking the the hobbits uh, to Asen- Isengard to Isengard, Isengard to Isengard. Take the hobbits to Isengard. The hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits. <laughs> Take the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah, I think it I think it might have been the same person. Not sure. Anyway. So the potato okay. summer dish challenge. Edwin, what's up? I'm gonna make you start. Okay. Well, I made a potato salad. No, I did not make a potato salad. <laughs> um, what? No, I. Yeah, that was specifically against the rules. A a regular potato salad. <laughs> and I, I think it would be even worse if I actually bought the potato salad at the grocery <laughs> store and passed it off. Uh, no, I did not do that. In fact, <laughs> mine was a little complicated to make. Uh, the uh, what I did was I took a a, a favorite um, that I usually do to grill vegetables. And what I do is I use it. I use a cage and I cut up a bunch of vegetables, usually mushrooms and peppers and onions and whatever the heck I have lying around. So, I said to myself, why not do it with potatoes? Mixing in some potatoes in there. And a bunch of other stuff that I have lying around. But the problem with potatoes when you grill them, especially do it in cubes, is that they don't really cook all the way, all that well in a grill because mm-hmm. it's too hot. Um, the insides won't, you know, the insides will not, will not become soft before the outside starts burning. So, I had to bake 
cut it up, bake the potato first in an oven, <laughs> and then partially bake it. Take that out, put it along with the uh, with the uh, smattering of vegetables. Plus, as an added bonus, I put in bratwurst in there. So I grilled up the bratwurst, cut it up, and put it in there along with some other other seasonings. Uh, my personal favorite is Cajun seasoning, salt, pepper, and garlic, and that sort of thing. And I put it on the grill, and I let it grill on there. And I'm not talking about gas grills. Shame on you for using gas grills. Head on. There, <laughs> there is no shame in using a gas grill. There is no shame in gas grills. Sure. I okay. I am I'm for one like to use. Use actual wood fire. Or charcoal. <laughs> Which is wood. And none of that Kingsford stuff. I completely stopped using Kingsford. I go with with real real lumps of wood. Anyways, <laughs> I use that He's in my trusty <laughs> In my trusty in my trusty Weber grill that looks something which is a, looks like a throwback of the nineteen fifties. Very tried and true. Stuck it on there and grilled the crap out of it. And that's it. I And I have no name for it because this is my own concoctions, my own making. Yeah, you, you kept going back and forth on what you're calling it. You started calling it a hot potato salad. Yeah. I'll and then you're like, no, no, it's more of a hash, but it's not really a hash. No, it's not really a hash. <laughs> it's just basically just... Like grilled vegetables, like grilled vegetables with potatoes, and they happen to have bratwurst in there, <laughs> which I think added a, I added lots of flavor. That bratwurst added a lot of flavor. Anyways, <laughs> I like it. I know you like it because you always you always go yum every time I make something like this. Yes. <laughs> now, okay, talking score specifically, Edwin. Yes. What did you give your? What did you give it? Oh, I would, I gave it an 18. It was, you mean, I loved the fact that the bratwurst really added something to it. The potatoes added a lot to it, especially when I had to par make it because it became soft. It had that soft center with a char outside, outer shell. Right. That was a, that was a good technique. Hmm. And okay. All right. I gave it, I did give it a 15. Uh-oh. Because I did like it, but it had to have the hot sauce that Edwin oh, yes. on, had on top of it. Okay. It, it had to have the hot sauce. I did put hot sauce on it, and I was actually thinking about putting hot sauce even before. So I would say it is part of the dish because I love truffs, and truff is my favorite hot sauce it's his right current now. favorite hot sauce and hmm. it is something and i thank you to to uh to certain people who i work with to, who introduced me to this we don't sell it at at my work currently and i'm trying to get them to sell it but for some reason we're not it does cost a bit it's like i think it's like 17 dollars a bottle if we were to sell it um but it's an excellent you excellent like the flavor a lot. Excellent hot sauce. It's not too hot. Remember, I'm Filipino. I don't like hot. So, <laughs> it's not too hot. And apparently it has truffles in it. 
So that's why it's like yeah. $17 a bottle. See, hmm. personally, I do like sauces, but if it's coming off the grill, I like for it to not need a sauce. So, so for me, it's like it it really needed the sauce, and I would have I would have given it a much higher score if it wasn't so sauce dependent. Oh, I'm anyways, sorry, Edwin. <laughs> anyways, that was my that was my entry for this for this. It has no name, and if you guys want to learn how to cook this thing, I don't know. Maybe I'll use my new hero cameras to, e to e email Edwin. To teach it. E email Edwin. It's you can use the. The website, uh, the website dungeondiners at gmail.com or go to legendcreators.com legend on my, the comments section and just drop us a line. My or, brain just spaced there. Or drop me a line at tcitiesedwin on Twitter or DIYedwin on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook. And there's my uh, Facebook, creators. but I, I don't I don't really check my Facebook. That's why I use Instagram, because I found a way to not actually go on Facebook, but post to Facebook. Nevertheless. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, Pam, what did yes. you make with potatoes? So I decided to go a bit tropical. Just Ooh. a bit. And so I found this recipe at the Taste of Home website. It's called Hawaiian Hash. I almost did that one. Oh, you almost did? <laughs> I, I was tempted, but I did not go that route. Yeah, so it's basically canola, canola oil, sesame oil, um, potatoes, uh, chopped onion, red pepper, ginger root. They even asked for ham. Uh, and then we used those uh, just pineapples in a, in a can. Some salsa verde, soy sauce, sesame seeds, cilantro, and macadamia nuts are were optional, but we included it anyway. So it was the recipe itself was very simple. It was basically you begin with some ingredients, then you add the rest, let it simmer, and then serve. It was actually very very easy. Um, we served the nuts and the cilantro on the side. We tasted it. Uh, both alone and with the nuts and cilantro. My opinion is that it tasted good with the macadamia nuts, but it, you can skip the cilantro, especially if you're not too keen with cilantro. If cilantro say, tastes like soap to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I it's I don't like it. I well, I'm sorry, I should say I don't don't like it. But I'm not a big fan of it. We will we will delve into herbs later. Mm -hmm. um, but and now you now I don't know if you guys remember, but I am not a big pineapple person mm -hmm. because I just don't like it when it, the fruit decides to ingest me. <laughs> what? Pineapple tries to eat you back if you eat enough of it. Okay. I guess I've never experienced that, but anyways, keep going. Uh, well, it just it, it just seems just weird eating it uh, for me. Jeff loves it. My husband loves it. Um, so, but we both agreed to give it on the D twenty dice a solid seventeen. Um, we think that it would. It kind of 
makes you like something that you would eat on like an island vacation type of thing. It's just a combination. It's very sweet. Um, I would say that it's the perfect vacation or vacation food for like a breakfast. Mm. Okay. I can imagine like just to make it more Hawaiian. Is this guy hamming it? Mm-hmm. Spam. I knew you were going to say spam. <laughs> Here's the thing. As soon as you said, Hawaiian? I'm going to make it more Hawaiian, it's like, he's, he's going to say spam. Yeah. But you know what? That would also make it Minnesotan, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But spam is like spam is like the food of the, of the Hawaii, of Hawaii. Like, I like <laughs> spam, like, as much as, like, spam is made in Minnesota... Like Hawaii just like loves that stuff. Even like in the Phil- Philippines, love I was spam about to say Filipinos love it. Oh, we yeah. have it for breakfast. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> although, that's what although it- <laughs> I I think is isn't spam a bit salty though? I don't know if that would mix well with. Well, it might actually. It depends on how. It, yeah. Well, ham is sal- if there's, salty. If there's salt in the recipe already, you'd probably have to cut out the salt from the recipe to yeah. use spam. Uh, I'm looking through the ingredients. There's they don't call for salt. Yeah, ham is salt is, salt, is salty too. Yeah, but spam is saltier. I was oh, about yeah, to say saltier. spam is much saltier. Yeah, yeah. So that would be an experimental thing. Just get low sodium uh, spam. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> if anybody decides to try that recipe out and try it with spam, uh, hit us up at dungeontiners at gmail and let us know how it went. We're curious. I'm kind of hungry for spam now, actually. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Angela, what about you? What did you do? I decided to go an even sweeter route. Ooh. I found a chocolate potato cake. You know, I saw that too, and I was yeah. going to do that, but I was like, nah. Vintagekitchennotes.com is where I found it. It does do the whole story before the recipe again. That annoys me so bad. (laughs) But, um... Scroll, scroll, scroll. uh, It took me forever to scroll down to where the ingredients were listed. But, um, we actually just ate it before the show because I made it last (laughs) night and it needed to cool. And long story short, we just ate it before the show. Um, but I... Actually, rather like it. I'm I'm still deciding how much I like it. Wait, but, could you tell that that there was potato in there? Yes, or potatoes used. Yes, or you could. Yes, because it kind of had the same consistency of like like a creamy mashed potatoes, but it didn't taste like creamy potatoes. <laughs> and the, hmm. the the really funny thing of it is like it's not your typical cakey texture. It's not. It's and it's like, it, it's more dense, but it's not like a a firm denseness. It's very like it's almost fudgy. Here, let me let me get a little uh. bit of that. We still have some yeah. in <laughs> in the studio right now. That's this is how new that we we tasted this. It's it's got a very fudgy consistency. Just like um, the recipe that I was looking at was suggesting a a chocolate peanut butter icing on it, which I ran out of time for. But it also sounded really rich, so I put powdered sugar on top of it, which was the other alternative for topping. And it's really fudgy. 
Hmm. Really creamy. Like I'm it's. Not, I'm not wild about the texture, though. That's the thing. Edwin's not wild about the texture. I'm actually enjoying the texture quite a really? bit. Really? I, I am. Look, I've tasted like dense cakes and stuff like that, but this is like. It's still. Sp it's a little like. I don't know what to. It's like. My, it's, my, it confuses you. It confuses me. It's like, is it? Is it? Am I supposed to be tasting like a sponge, or am I supposed to be tasting like, you know, like the same consistency as like trace leches, but it's chocolate? But is it then because it's, of the starch. Yeah, but it's also like if you eat it, like it sort of springs back a little bit on you. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit squishy. Yeah, but... it's squishy. Yeah. That's what it is. It's squishy. It has a very different texture. I wonder I wonder what would happen if you decided to throw the cake against the wall. We're not oh. throwing cake against the wall. <laughs> what, you want to see like if it's it. like city? And I had putty? to think about it. I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> is it going to bounce? <laughs> I, because knowing me, like, I nearly picked it up and threw it at the mini fridge over there. Well, I did. When I was eating my cake, I accidentally like dropped a little bit on the floor and... Uh oh. I thought it bounced, but I don't think it bounced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, so the the flavor, I am enjoying the flavor. I use like it has a couple different options for potatoes that you can use. I went with the sweet potato route. Um Yeah, it gives I think it gives it a really nice It, it's got its own kind of sweetness. It, it's got, like, kind of... I don't I know how to taste, describe it. I want to taste it with a frosting. Yeah, we're. I'm going to be making the frosting later to taste it with yeah, the frosting. I want to taste it with the frosting because I think... You, you think that'll... It might. It might. It's no guarantees, but it might. Maybe it'll resolve your texture issues. It might give me a... It might give, like, a plus one or plus two on the roll. <laughs> so... <laughs> Nicely played. <laughs> <laughs> but for me i'm gonna leave it at a 15 right now because it is it is unique it does have a different texture so it does take some getting used to i like it um i like the flavor of it i i do like the texture i just don't know how much i like the texture and like i said it takes some getting used to i want to give it a 13 Edwin's Ooh. not keen. Ooh. I'm going to give it a 13. The flavor <laughs> was there. I'm just not crazy about the texture. Although, I am more... You know you know what the texture is more like? What? The texture is almost more like a brownie. But no. without the crunchy top. Maybe that's what's throwing me off. I don't know. Yeah. I... It's, it feels like it's like finding back sometimes in my mouth. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. I I don't know. But anyways, we'll, I'm gonna we'll give it. I'm gonna give it 13. There might be a plus one or plus two with the topping, with a with a, with the frosting. We'll see. I will report back <laughs> on the next episode of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Is oh, Edwin God. still alive? <laughs> Edwin is still alive. Angela is still alive too. Hooray! Uh, but and I think Pam's still alive. Is Pam still alive? I'm I'm alive, but I'm still here digitally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we're going to have a segment uh, in our next episode that won't be quite so digital. 
yep. uh, for each other. Uh, we have a special request from a listener and friend. Yes. Pam, would you like to describe the request? Oh, sure. So, our dearest friend, um, she's the same person that also uh, challenged us to that uh, D&D rations. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one with she- the... Oh yeah, we had to Hard we had cash? to have a talk with her. <laughs> yeah. Um so she was like, okay. Well she decided to go a bit sweet on us this time. Now, to to those who have listened to us since episode one, um, you should know that me and Angela were in another podcast, a drama podcast called Redshift. Um this friend was also a voice actress. Uh, in that same podcast, and we all we we got to know other uh, pod uh, podcasters, and she was she was actually she actually found uh, another person who was also on Redshift that also happened to uh, bake, and I think and I think this person started during the pandemic or either during or before the pandemic. Anyway, the um the person that we're talking about is Erin and she she has her own bake, uh, bakery. She usually does cheesecakes. And so what Nicole our friend is going to uh, challenge us is to try one of her cheesecakes. And what we are planning on doing is that we're going to do another blind taste test Nicole will surprise us and um, and yeah we will have to (laughs) and we'll see what happens we're we're going (laughs) we're probably going to see if we can figure out which cheesecake she brought to offer us yes so she'll be live on the she'll be with us with the cheesecake we're going to taste it and hopefully we don't We'll say good things about it. <laughs> and actually this yeah, and, and this will actually be in person. So yes, yes. I will actually be with my fellow podcasters. Evan Hello, and Angela for this. Hello, fellow human. Hello. <laughs> I am alive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's up for the next episode of DD and hopefully we will not uh will not things will happen that are are positive so <laughs> <laughs> all right but for now we're going to go to story time it's been a while it's been a while <laughs> now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures there's been a lot of stories going on in the background uh with all the different groups, but this is this is a particularly uh, special one for me. We go back to our Everon group. Last time we heard about them, well, you actually heard their voices. Well, except for Anemone, who was busy sulking. <sighs> well, in a recent session, they revisited the city of Ralkek in the monster homeland of Droam in Eberron. Pepper is generally stressed in in uh, Droam and especially in Vralkek 
because there are hags about and she knows a little more about the nature of hags and fae creatures in general than well the rest of the party in general she she was quite worried that her fellow party members were going to go back to Mrs. Fortune to make deals without currency, without money, and offer up things that really should not be offered. Like Leonis and his cursed blood. Leonis! Or Valen taking on a hag's eye and owing a favor with severe consequences if he failed or removed the hag's eye. Anemone still wearing her hag's eye. Fortunately, Anemone more was more interested in taking care of their mechanical ship and the parts of it. But uh, the party finally realized how stressed Pepper was about the situation. She was very, very stressed. And so... Segway, now known to be Felix, that was a whole nother story in itself. Pulled the others aside, like, you know, we should have some fun. Pepper, why don't you entertain us? And Pepper's like, excuse you, I am, I am an entertainer by trade. This is my work to entertain. And you ask me to find your entertainment. I offer up entertainment and people choose if they like it or not. And you're asking me to find entertainment that you will like. And Pepper got stressed at being asked to find them entertainment. And they decided to come up with something on their own. Well, perhaps we could go somewhere and, ha and help her loosen up. There's the tavern, and I'm sure there's something she would enjoy there. We could, there's entertainers there. We could, we could take in their show. We could go on a little, a little mini adventure of source to do something fun, to discover something worthwhile. And then it dawned on them. Pepper just, Pepper just told us that she's stressed because she's always worried we're going to rush off into something and get ourselves hurt. She's basically been babysitting us this entire time. Well, with their tendencies, of course Pepper would end up stressed. So they decided that they would give Pepper a quiet night without anybody wandering off or going anywhere exciting getting themselves into trouble. They would just stay on their boat and play cards. They went, They go to tell Pepper their plan and she just looks at them. You came up to this conclusion on your own. Yes. And you're not leaving the ship. That's right. Not going anywhere. That's right. You're just staying on the ship and playing cards. Right, we're just having a nice quiet night on the ship 
no craziness, no stunts, no nothing. It just Pepper just thought about that a moment. That would be nice. That would be really nice. And so they carried through with their plan. Quiet night on the ship to relieve Pepper's stress, to be kind to their party member who was worried about them. I may have cried a little bit about it. Because <laughs> the party was just being super sweet. And yeah. She she did join in on the game of cards and kicked everyone's trash. <laughs> That's the thing that... Um, I mean, a lot of like people who play... Uh, play D and D. They don't go that deep into like their character. Where how would you feel if someone just like took advantage of you, right? Because of a thing, mm-hmm. right? And so when when you sort of play your character, it's like how would you know? It's like they always ask this about me. What's going on? You know, it's like I don't want to do it. You know, like this is my like yours. This is my trade. You know. I think a lot of people, players are just like, okay, I'll just do it. Whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's because, yeah, that was, that was the thing. It's like, hey, you're an entertainer. Entertain us. Like, yeah. I, I, like, what? <laughs> like, like, you choose how we have our fun. Like, but I don't know what you find fun. I put on a show and people decide if they like it or not. I don't go determine someone else's fun. So, yeah, it's just around. Like, they suddenly put the choice of what they do for their entertainment on her. Like, doubting her ability to have fun, to even like fun. Yeah. And then demanding her to entertain them. Like, what? Yeah, this this group, that that is one of the joys of this group is, like, we go into depth in our characters. Like, there's a lot of character interaction to determine, like, how would your character respond to these situations? Yeah. And that's really that's the hardest part. I think that's one of the hardest things in D and D is to actually immerse yourself in what, and always ask yourself what would your character do based on the stats that you've given them, based on the personality you've given them. Mm-hmm. If anybody mm-hmm. has ever played D and D, it the character sheet isn't just one sheet. It's nope. three sheets, and those other two sheets that comes in there, specifically the last sheet. Is all about your character personality. Yep, there's there's and one sheet deca- dedicated, dedicated, dedicated <laughs> to backstory, hometown, like yeah. what's what's your background, what's their flaws, what what's their bonds, and and there are some people that like like They're... have like three or four page essays of just the backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like even really, secrets or whatever. Yeah, they really get into it. Like anybody who has like been in creative writing, like creative writing class in college or whatever. This is like you know, this is like creative writing to its you know, in its purest form, right? Because yeah. when you talk about like what your what your character is, this is what it is. When you're yeah. making your D D character, you really have to figure out who your character mm-hmm. is going to be 
everything from physical to emotional to spiritual to mm-hmm. to you know it's, what makes them tick. And see, one and, of one of the interesting things with this group, uh, Ross Lizer is the DM of this group, and before we even started, he gave us a questionnaire specifically about yeah. our characters, like what's one of their fondest memories who who are their friends what do they like what like what are what were their parents jobs you know ask us some very very pointed questions for our characters how they would respond and it's like it it definitely helped us get get to know our characters better and since since we've been playing Oh gosh, over a year now. How long have... I, I know it's been over a year. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So we we have gotten to know our characters very well, and we've gotten to know each other's characters very well. So it's, it's, it's like that moment where these characters... like Okay, Felix Segway, whatever his name is, he's new to the group still. But <laughs> the other characters are very familiar to Pepper. So these characters all about just going out doing doing stuff just finding something exciting to do them coming up with the idea like hey we're just gonna have a quiet night like that would just leave pepper just dumbfounded and that's the thing is like in the ninth if you haven't listened to it go back to episode 50 where they do that mock interview because that is all character and playing off each other all all improv and they're sticking to character as much as they can which is i think it's 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 hard because you always want to like revert back to what your real self will do rather than what your character will do yeah yeah that that group is just magical though It, it is a magical group i'm not gonna lie just yeah it's, it's and we great. we do have a chat and we're constantly mentioning like oh yes such and such thing like oh yes the char- my character would respond this way to such yeah. a thing anyways that's a great story um very very teary tear jerky and very thoughtful um and so, yeah so, I, I i seriously almost cried when yeah. they're like oh we got to do something let's, nice for pepper she's way too yeah. stressed let's let's do something so she can just chill out it's like oh <laughs> so speaking of uh of tear jerky let's talk about something that's else that will make you tear jerk and cry on our conversation thingy do you have a conversation okay we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it's called So it, so this was actually something that popped up <laughs> uh, randomly, and it did have to. It's kind. It was kind of goes along line with uh, with my Hawaiian hash and how I don't like how cilantro is kind of like a questionable herb, mm-hmm. and it made me curious. Oh, what spices do you guys just not like? Herb. Um, spice or herb or whatever. Yeah. I have mine already. Yeah, okay. I I know I'm not particularly fond of um cilantro either. 
Um, I come back to me. <laughs> Edwin, go. Cardamom. What? Oh, cardamom. <laughs> like there was a baker who who I know, and he owns his own bake uh, uh, bake uh, bakery now and restaurant. Which I still have yet to go. And he used to put cardamom. Or tasted like he put cardamom on stuff. But there's like this distinct taste of cardamom. That he used to use for certain recipes and baking. And I just... As soon as I tasted it, my mouth just went south. And, And I just couldn't stand it. And... Yeah, it was. It's cardamom to me, just has this like flavor that shouldn't be there. And I know it's used in like Indian foods, you know, in curries, that sort of thing. And you know, it's got like this sort of like, you know, like sort of like in the same family as cinnamon. Okay. But it's 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 just it just I just can't do it. And that's why I don't have any of it in the house. Because <laughs> if if I want something with cardamom in it, it's it's I'm the only one eating it. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. So if it, so if a recipe asks for a cardamom, do you just I not it. include it or do you substitute it? No, I just skip it. Oh, you just skip yeah, it. Yeah, obviously okay. this recipe isn't worth my time cuz the person obviously put cardamom in it and therefore I just <laughs> I move on at that point. <laughs> Now, how would you describe cardam- uh, cardamom? I don't think, I don't think I ever had. It's often with it's it. often used in breads. Yeah. Like okay. Like um, I think it's sometimes used in some some variations of rye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most common one you'll find it in. Um, okay. Is it is it I like just... bitter or? No, it's like it's it's in, it is sort of like in the same family as, as as cinnamon. You know, it's a spice, right? And it comes off of I want to say it's like a bark. Okay. No, the different... cardamom is seeds. Is it seeds? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's mm. seeds ground up. But it it has that same but it's like this distinct it's, it's, like It's got kind of a Almost rusty flavor to me, I think. Rusty flavor? I, I think I would describe it as rusty. Not like, not like, oh no, you licked some blood. Not that kind of rust, because that's more <laughs> coppery. But it's like, I would just. That's more iron. But it. We'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, and, anyways. It's just I've, bad. Yeah, I. I've, <laughs> it's just it, bad. It's, it is a. It is a bit of a strong flavor. Yeah. I, I feel like it. Puts me in the mind of rust, but yeah, it puts me mm. in the mind of like, like it puts me in the mind it's, of like it's a little like ooh, it, it's trying to be cinnamon but failing horribly at it. I don't think it even. I don't think it's even trying to be cinnamon. No, it's but it it's got kind of an almost almost musty flavor. That's yeah. why it makes me think of rust. It's it's got kind of that's what mm. it is. Not you like know, mildew, but that's what it is. You know, like. Okay, if you go to, okay, 
when when you go into a church and they have the incense, right? Specifically, mm. like a Catholic church, and they have the incense, and they they sort of like if it, it, it smells like that incense that they burn because it feels like every other Catholic church shops at the same place to get their <laughs> cinema their 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 incense their incense. Yeah, it's like that, but in flavor form. In flavor form. <laughs> And <laughs> so, so a, I think a lot of a lot of the recipes that call for it are recipes that are supposed to taste a little rustic. Yeah, but so, which is interesting because every time I like hear about cardamom on like the Great British Baking Show, yeah, it's they, it's always it was always like oh just smell that it smells so good. That's the British. <laughs> that's the British. That's, hey hey hey, my British friends, I like the British, right? You guys do some great baking. <laughs> Get the cardamom. I know that your 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 food is influenced by by Indian spices. Go away with the cardamom. <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> okay. So no cardamom for uh, no cardamom Edmund. for Edwin. Okay, I figured it out. I figured okay. it out. Okay. Fennel. Fennel and licorice flavored spices. Those ones are not for me. Uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I agree concur. with the licorice I concur one. with the licorice. Yeah. So a lot yes. of... <clears throat> a lot of American like licorice flavors come more from fennel and, um, and anise. Yeah. And I'm not terribly keen on those. First of all... Okay. First of all, when someone in- in- introduced me to licorice... Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. You know where my mind went to? Where? Twiz- Twizzlers. Yeah. It doesn't taste anything like Twizzlers. It does not taste anything <laughs> like Twizzlers. But, uh, but it's like... the My problem with fennel is it gets... Uh, one of my brothers is actually allergic, allergic to, yeah. to fennel seed. Um, mm. But it's got this licorice taste and... like I don't remember spaghetti sauces having that to it when I was a kid. But at some point, it seemed like it became a popular ingredient in in pre-made spaghetti sauces, and mm. I don't like it. I don't. Really? I don't like. Yeah, I. A lot of spaghetti sauces started using it. Maybe maybe they've kind of cooled it with the fennel seed by now. But yeah, if it's got fennel seed in it, it's got this slight licorice flavor to it that just I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it also ends up in a lot of, like, Italian sausages, though. Italian oh, sausage, yeah. there's a whole lot of other spices to cover up, to cover it yeah. up, so it, I don't mind that, but... It, there's something wrong. Italian sausage, I can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so because of the fennel. It's too strong. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's just... It's got this little bit of licorice to it yeah. that just... Don't they put that in rye, too? There's something like a like fennel seeds in rye bread. No, they don't. Or, they don't really. Or, no, it's more cardamom. It's usually cardamom that goes in the I rye. I feel like there's like no it, fennel seeds in rye bread. Like no, it's not rye fennel seeds. It's not fennel seeds. Oh, yeah. It's usually not fennel seeds. No. Because I remember cause biting into rye bread one time. I was like, "What the heck is that?" Yeah. And I never <laughs> liked rye bread after that. Yeah, there's there's some where they put. Sp- different spices in yeah. it but maybe maybe you got one that did use fennel the seed fennel. but it, it was more likely anise See, I or never really had seeds anise. Yeah, anise is supposed to have uh, a bit of a licorice flavor to it too. it could have been caraway too it could have been yeah caraway rye 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Pam. Did Pam already go? No. No. Oh, Pam, no. I was the go. one that asked the question. Um, I think for me, um, I don't like mint. Although there are some instances where I, I will be okay with uh-huh. it. The only exception is like the Andes chocolate, but it's because it's chocolate and I'm a chocoholic. <laughs> um, but the one the one thing that made me question made this question why I'm asking this question was uh, we had to well, I wanted adobo. I wanted to make adobo, mm-hmm. but but my husband was like, "Oh, we don't have we don't have the packet for it." So he got a recipe just make your own sauce. Fine. The thing the the sauce was awesome, but I really didn't like how how much peppercorn was in it. You're trying to make Filipino adobo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Supposedly. I don't know where he got the recipe. There's there's different kinds of adobo. Yeah, so. there is like different kinds, depending on what part of the Philippines. I think it I think I think it is the Filipino kind. Yeah, but depending on what part of the Philippines, it, it differs. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't delve into the story. Um, but, <laughs> but all I know, all I know is that I do not miss peppercorn, and I really hate picking away at the peppercorn because I would miss one and I would bite into bite. one, <laughs> and I and that whole yummy experience would just out the window. Because then that's all I'm going to taste. Yeah, if, if you're going to have peppercorn in it, it's got to come out at the end or it's got to get ground up and do regular just black yeah. pepper. I've never heard peppercorn in, in adobo before. Might be again. A, might be region specific. Yeah, thing. it might be region specific. Again, anyway. I don't know. Um, I know my mom, <laughs> my mom's version um, did call for peppercorn, but this, the what, what my husband uses... Way too much peppercorn. There was it's just was impossible to pick at each and every peppercorn because there was way too much on it. Wow! And it just took one peppercorn to just ruin the whole entire experience. I was like, why? Why do these just ground them up? You know what's gonna happen now, right? Huh? There's always gonna be a packet of Mamacita's adobo (laughs) mix packet (laughs) in. We thought we had it. We thought we had that. Unfortunately, we didn't. And the nearest Asian store is like 40 minutes away from us. And we're, and we're like, nah, we're not going to make the drive. Yeah, I've never made the double with a with with a, with a sauce packet before. Because, I mean, I, think- I, was, I, I was taught how to make it when I was, a, when I was you know, when I was a kid. And... Yeah. Yeah, you'll never see like that packet in 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 my parents' kitchen at all. There are other like adobo packets, Filipino adobo packets yeah. out there. They're just not good. Yeah. It's just way too bland. This homemade one was good. Sands the peppercorn. Sands the peppercorn. <laughs> That's interesting. I've I I was uh when you said peppercorn, I was like peppercorn. Yeah. Um my uh with my mom, she did. She used a little bit of peppercorn and bay leaves. Oh, bay leaves! Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to say. Don't give me peppercorn. I will 
not like you. <laughs> I will have to concur with a mint because mint belongs in toothpaste and nothing else. <laughs> but I will say that that out of dire need of of a cookie, I will have. You will steal my. Thin I will mint. steal the thin mint. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and yes, I feel like I'm brushing my teeth every time I eat a thin mint. He, he's. He steals the tr- he steals my minty trees because I do like mint, but he steals the trees he doesn't even like out of desperation. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even like them, but he steals them to eat them. Yeah, because it's a cookie. And cookie outweighs the mint. Okay? So there's 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 these like there's like these level of hierarchy in my mouth and and the cookie is above the mint. So therefore, if it's a cookie and has mint in it's it, just, I will eat the cookie. Even though there's mint this in is, it. This is like 50 shades of mint. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like we, this, but... We have an arrow garden upstairs in our kitchen, right? And it came with mint. Guess what? We've never used the mint. I'm actually planning to use it, and you're not gonna. You're probably not gonna eat the thing I make out with Uh-oh. the mint. Uh-oh. I was gonna say, are you making toothpaste? No. Oh. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to make a chocolate mint lava cake. Oh. Well, cake <laughs> Give does it a go. Try. Cake does go on the hierarchy <laughs> above mint. So. I could just picture. I could just picture Edwin with this chart. Um, where certain mint dishes would lie on his hierarchy. And the hierarchy probably varies from day to day depending on what he's desperate for. Like if he's desperate for a cookie but not for a cake, maybe maybe mint will sit in between cookie and cake. And it depends on and it depends on the the how strong how much mint you put into this thing. If you're gonna put enough mint in there that by the time I'm done eating this thing, I don't need to brush my teeth anymore. You still need to brush your teeth. Right? <laughs> then it's a little bit too much, and I would probably second guess the next time I eat it. But <laughs> Thin Mints, it's a cookie, so it's up there. So. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, good. We he are actually eat, using the mint. He will eat treats. Yeah. That I intentionally buy for myself because he won't eat them. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, you go to a grocery store and they have like these, <laughs> these, these like plastic, plastic like clamshell things full of mint. Just like, wait until he, much mint? just wait until he discovers my chocolate mint ice cream that I bought. Oh, oh, <sighs> the silence! Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have to. <laughs> okay, as soon as we run that. out of other ice creams, he's gonna be going after my. I ice might cream. have to. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's it for the show. Angela, this is your section because you le- you you got after me. You did. Jo- this is my job, Edwin. This yes. is my job in the show. Yes. All right. Anyways. That's all right. our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Pam, are you stealing my job? I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm trying to wrap it up. I just so love Edwin for stealing my job and then you steal my job. Okay. So this, this is, is. This is my job. Yeah, so say it. As soon as you try to stop, don't steal my job. Anybody, just play the music. Anyway, thanks everybody. The music is playing. Thanks everybody for listening to uh, episode 52 of our show. Uh, My name is Angela. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Pleasant Doom. 
My name is Pam, the interrupter of everything. <laughs> and you could also find me on Twitter and you could check out all the D&D quotes that I posted at PandaCatDragon1. You could also check out our yummy uh, dishes over at my Instagram at PandaCatDragon. And you can find me at TCitiesEdwin on Twitter, DIYEdwin on Instagram, which I am posting. I'm going to try to put some videos in there since I have like this cinema kit that we got um and uh yeah you can find me also you can you can write us yeah yeah dungeon diners at gmail.com or you can go to the website uh, legendcreators.com on the comments page you can shoot us a message there and we will definitely take a look at it uh we also have a facebook page which okay we don't use it very often but we have it and it is the legend creators page on facebook So, yeah, like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for those like, comment, and subscribers for like, commenting, and subscribing. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> thanks again to listening to episode 52 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye! Bye.